You Can Handle Anything, episode number 311. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming, complaining, and losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, but I also know that your emotional reactions can become a habit, which over time can damage your relationships, which over time can sabotage your life. And yet, when you are emotionally equipped with practical strategies you can rely upon to get emotionally unstuck in the moment, you can break those habits, feel in control, and shift into the person you most wanna be no matter what so you can go on living your life on purpose, or what I call living deliberately. And that's what you'll hear all about in this podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So it is spring break here, which means my kids are off from school for like three weeks. (laughs) No joke. At least that's what it feels like. And it's wonderful, and it's challenging, and I have a story for you about that, but I will save it for next week. This week, I want to share with you a story that happened recently to me, because I really thought that what happened to me, the experience that I felt, would definitely resonate with a lot of you. So I'll start off with this question. Has anyone ever said to you, I'm not judging you, but has anyone ever said that to you? Like, I'm not judging you, but maybe you could have done that differently. Or I'm not judging you, but if I were you, I'd do it differently. Or I'm not judging you, but this is what other people are thinking about you. Have you ever had that experience? It's a very uncomfortable place to be for two reasons. First of all, the person is saying, I'm not judging you, when of course they are judging you. And secondly, The second part of whatever it is that they're trying to say is their perception of something that you said or did, and you didn't ask to hear it. So before I tell you the experience that I had, I first want to share with you about this concept of judging. Okay, so each of us has a brain, and our brains are made up of two parts, the lower brain and the upper brain. The lower brain is considered to be your primitive brain, and without going into any more detail than necessary, it is this part of the brain that keeps you safe and out of danger. It is this part of the brain that when you're faced with a lion or you're faced with a car whizzing by, you're going to jump out of the way. This part of the brain thinks quickly and will do whatever is necessary to keep you alive. The lower brain is not interested nor can it be, in taking its time to think about things. There's another part of the brain for things like making more important decisions, making big purchases, even deciding on what you want to wear for a job interview. But most of the time, we're living in the lower brain, and that's because the lower brain is very efficient. It does not require a lot of energy because most of the thinking that it needs to do is old and recycled. It gets triggered and then it reacts the way that it believes it knows best. Now, why am I telling you this? Because the role of the lower brain is to make judgments. It is these judgments that keep you alive. Whether that's a lion or a car whizzing by or even someone else's remarks that feel hurtful to you, 
you will automatically react as a way to protect yourself. And this is how the brain innocently works against you unless you emotionally equip yourself with tools and you learn how to extend the moment that you're in so that you can respond deliberately instead of automatically reacting. And so you're making judgments all the time. And guess what? So are the rest of the people in your life. So when someone says to you, I'm not judging you, but they are judging you. And when you say to someone else, I'm not judging you, but you are judging them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. It's only bad when you put meaning to their words or when they put meaning to your words. But having an opinion isn't necessarily a bad thing. Okay, so let me share with you my story. So when I was a teenager, there was a teacher in my life who made a big impression on me. Among many things, this man instilled in me a love for Israel. I didn't really stay in touch with him after high school, but he is someone who I will always remember as someone who was like one of my greatest role models. Long story short, I was scrolling through Facebook recently and I learned that this teacher of mine was very ill. I'm thinking he's only in his 60s or something, but he came down with a very rare brain disease that has slowly destroyed his body, even though his mind is pretty much intact. The truth is, I didn't even recognize him when I saw the photos on Facebook. I just saw his name tagged in the photos, and I swear I had to look like three times really closely to be sure that this was the same person that I'm sharing with you about. So this teacher of mine, he's now in a wheelchair, he's bald, and he's really, really thin. Unlike the man I remember who was muscular, had hair, and even had a mustache. So I reached out to a mutual friend of ours to inquire about my teacher's health, and my friend shared with me some of the details. This friend who lives in the States told me he's been coming to Israel where I live and where my teacher lives every few months just to visit him. And he encouraged me to go visit him as soon as possible because he wasn't sure how much time he would have left. So I did. I drove to the home where my teacher now lives and I brought my guitar with me because I understood that while my teacher is still able to understand things, he can hardly use his muscles to speak. And so anticipating that this may be very difficult for both of us, I brought the guitar thinking this would be a good way for us to spend time together without needing to exchange a lot of words. When I was there, I asked him if it would be okay if I took some photos and videos. My point was to share them on Facebook, like my friend who was posting about his visits and other people who were posting about their visits. And also I thought it would be a good way to share the GoFundMe campaign that was created to support him financially during this time. And he agreed. So it was a hard visit, really hard, but I'm glad I went. And when I got home, I posted on Facebook and the post received an outpouring of love and support from my teacher. Then a few days later, I received a private message from an old high school friend. This is what he wrote. Hey, Shira, I'm super reticent to send this text because I don't want to come off as judgmental in any way. And obviously, it would be better to call so you could hear the sincerity in my voice that I'm not being judgmental at all. I hope you trust that. I wanted to just raise the issue of consent about the video that you posted on Facebook. Maybe I'm just sensitive to this because of my father's illness, 
but it may be worth thinking through whether or not sharing this without his consent is something he would want. Maybe you spoke to his family, and they asked you to post it, or consented on his behalf, so then just ignore my text. I just worry about preserving people's dignity, especially in these moments of suffering and deterioration, and I know with neurological degenerative disorders, consent can be a tricky thing. I hope that you see this as me just raising an issue but in no way judging you. I think it's a beautiful thing that you went to see him, and it fills my heart to know that he has such healing visits like the one you shared. So thank you for all of that. So here's the thing, my friends. What I'm going to say is something that I've said before, and that's because it's super important to remember. Between every stimulus and response, there is a space. Between every trigger and reaction, there is a space. And in that space is a moment. And you always have the power to extend that moment. Because when you feel like you can't extend that moment, you end up being like a prisoner in your own mind. In other words, your mind has a thought or someone triggered you with their thoughts and you react as if you don't even have a choice. And when you believe that, your freedom is completely taken away from you. The free person is the one who realizes that they can extend that moment at any time. The free person is the one who can sit with that moment, even if it's really uncomfortable, and just wait so that what follows is a deliberate response, an intentional response, and not an automatic reaction. The brain is like a muscle in that it will get stronger through exercise, and so you definitely can strengthen what I call the moment muscle so that you can be less reactive and much more deliberate in your responses. And I teach all about how to strengthen the moment muscle in my programs. And the reason I teach it is because improving your moment muscle won't just come from hope. You won't just get better and react less just because you want to. It will happen when you practice working that muscle. And so what do you think I did? What would you have done if someone said that to you? Like here you are doing what you think is a really good deed, and then someone comes up to you and challenges it all. So the natural reaction when you get triggered is to get defensive. We are not different from animals in that way. The thing is, we aren't animals, we're humans. And we have an upper brain that if accessed, can help us respond the way we want to and show up as the best version of ourselves if we are equipped to know how. And so I'll tell you what I did. I did nothing. (laughs) I read his text and then I read it like three more times, each time letting my guard down a little bit more and hearing his side a little bit better. I could have easily reacted writing something back like, who are you to write such a thing? And, And can't you see that I went out of my way to do a good thing? Why are you ruining a good thing? And who are you anyway? It's not like you and I are even good friends anymore. Maybe we once were, but we lost touch over the years. I totally could have done that, but I didn't. Instead, I just worked my moment muscle the way I know best. And I just sat with it. And sometimes it's just taking that pause that's all that's needed to get you emotionally unstuck, or at least to get you on the path for untangling yourself and the story that you're in so that you can get emotionally unstuck. And that's what happened to me. I responded telling him that I appreciated his message and that I didn't feel judged. 
And by the way, the reason I didn't feel judged is because just because he was judging me, even though he said he wasn't, it doesn't mean that I have to feel judged in return. What I feel is my choice, always. And I even thanked him for his honesty in sharing his thoughts with me. What do you think of that? I thanked him. Can you imagine doing that? Why not? I'm glad he felt comfortable sharing his thoughts with me, and I want to encourage him and others to do the same in the future. And then I went on to say that I did have permission to take those photos and videos, and I mentioned that the only reason I felt comfortable posting is because of the dozens and dozens of other photos that were being posted of him with all of the other visitors. And remember that mutual friend that I mentioned earlier who was flying to Israel several times a year to visit him? I asked him whether it would be okay to post my photos and videos, and he gave me the green light. I even said that I'm friends with my friend's son on Facebook, and that if it wasn't appropriate to post, if he tells me to take it down, I absolutely would, which of course he didn't. So I shared all of that with him and how I am aiming to live my life as deliberately as possible. And I took advantage of the time and I updated him a little bit about my life now and how I teach tools for getting emotionally equipped. And this was his response back. Hey, Shira, thank you for your grace and your openness. And thank you for hearing me in the way I intended and not reading anything into it beyond what I meant. I'm grateful for that. Everything you wrote here makes total sense to me. Thank you for sharing about our teacher. I didn't realize that he is cognitively present and able to communicate in this way. Maybe I should have assumed that. Tools for dealing with large range of feelings? Boy, those are things I wish I had when we were younger. Thanks again for this exchange. And that was it. No drama, no blaming, no hard feelings, no resentment, no grudges, none of it. Nothing at all. That is the power of the moment muscle. And that is the power of what is possible for you when you get emotionally equipped. So my dear friends, the next time someone comes to you and starts off with, I'm not judging you, but what are you going to do? I'm going to be sharing pieces of this episode on my Instagram page. So if you are on Instagram, please find me over there, Shira Gura Official, and share your thoughts with me. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.